Have you ever had a team member who's just hanging on with a death grip to the information that they know about how your company runs? In today's Team Success Podcast, we're going to hit that issue head on. Hi, Shannon Waller here, and welcome to the Team Success Podcast. And this issue of team members hanging on to information that only they know has really come up in several key conversations I've had with great team leaders who are really trying to grow their organizations, get everyone more capable, free people up to do what they're best at. You know, they really got this big picture of the future. They've got their eye on what's possible, but they really feel held back and hamstrung by people who are just have their arms tight around their knowledge and kind of refuse to share. This is kind of like we need to go back to grade school and teach people how to share <laughs> their information is really what this conversation's about. So in this particular conversation I'm thinking of with one of my awesome team leaders in our strategic coach team leader program, she was sharing that there's a particular person who's been with the company for quite a number of years, very capable, very strong, but will not share that information that she knows. So we had this kind of really great deal about this. We were talking about just how much of an impediment that actually is. So there's a couple of reasons. If you've got someone in your company, or maybe it's even you, (laughs) if there's some things you're just, you know, it's like, this is mine. I figured this out the hard way. Why should I tell anyone else how to get this done? You know, I worked long. I worked hard. I had to sweat this out. I had to really stress. Why should it be so easy for somebody else? That's sometimes the mindset, which I can appreciate. (laughs) There's a lot of things I've learned the hard way. But it really is a mindset, and there's a different mindset that is much more conducive to health and growth of your organization. But before we get to the new and better mindset, let's talk about some of the challenges or cost of when someone on your team, hopefully not you, but possibly, has that death grip on stuff that they know that they've figured out. By the way, if you've been ignoring this for a while or just sweeping it under the carpet and saying, oh, well, that's just so-and-so, that's how they do things, let me turn up the heat on this one a little bit. Let me flash neon (laughs) on this particular issue because it is a bigger issue than you might be realizing. You're going to have a successfully growing company, except you're going to have a dead spot where this person is not communicating to others, not documenting their processes. And that's actually going to be the topic of our next podcast. But you know, you're going to have a place where things are not getting better. And if you're like me, I have maximizer as one of my strengths, finder strengths, it's number one, things always need to be getting better. I want to take something good and help make it amazing. That's one of my key drives in life. It gets me out of bed in the morning. And if I'm frustrated, that's a huge reason why I'm frustrated. So this issue for me is quite topical and quite relevant. So the problem is that people have to go around that person. It means that you really can't have what we at Coach call a self-managing company because that knowledge, that information has not been transferred to anybody else. If anything happens to that particular human, you're stuck. You know, you know, if when they go on vacation or they go on holidays or if they experience an illness, you get hijacked by the fact that there's nothing documented, nothing written down. Maybe drips and dabs out here have been shared, but not the whole picture of how to do a great job at something. You know, the person is often hanging on to this out of a sense of fear or scarcity, that this is their job, they own it, and if they were to share it, they would be teaching someone else how to do it, and if they've been there for a long time, they're probably not the least expensive person on your staff, although I hate talking about team members in terms of cost, they really are investment. Let me put it this way, you might be making a bigger investment in them than you are in some newer team members who 
just haven't been in the workforce so long. So their mindset, their thought process, which you need to address if you're going to help transform the situation, is if I share what I know, and that's my value contribution to the company, then I will be getting myself out of a job. Well, no one actually wants to do that. (laughs) That's not a logical thing to do. So we have to flip that logic. And that person has to really come from a different place than scarcity. They have to come from a sense of abundance. Like, well, if you actually mastered a role, mastered an activity, mastered a process once, there's nothing to say you can't do it again. And your ability to, and this is really the mindset shift, your ability to help other people learn what you know is a massive advantage. Then you get looked upon as someone who can take an area of mess, of confusion, where people don't know how to handle something, get it really organized and functioning well, and teach others how to do it, then you become a much more valuable resource. But again, if the person is just thinking very locally and isolated on the particular function, not their ability to actually master something, not their innate capability to learn and to construct a process and to just get really, really good at something, if they're not valuing kind of the ongoing quality of that, that's the problem. And the other thing you really want to do with this person, so now we're getting into how you can take action, is first of all, really reinforce the value that they're providing, the fact that they are hopefully, obviously, if they've mastered something really good at that particular area. And also describe the dangers, you know, if they're the only person that knows that particular task, then it is a danger to the company and to you. If you have a strong relationship with this person, it's like, you know what, this is actually a problem for me. So you hanging on to this so tightly, and you'll have to use whatever verbiage you think will work, but you not being willing to coach or train or share this with other people is actually a liability. It's a danger. And actually, I want you you're talking to your team member, to be someone who leverages me and supports our growth. And I see a big future for you, but only if you kind of relax a little bit your grip on some of these activities and be willing to share them with other people. And then, you know, have a really honest, direct conversation about what are you worried about? What are you afraid of? Now, if you are doing this in any kind of less than above board, manipulative way, in fact, you do want to get this person out of the company, (laughs) this conversation will not go well. You're better at that point just to do multiplication by subtraction and suffer through someone else learning it. You don't want to be manipulative in this situation. But if you do want to keep the person and you do want to help them grow and you you do see value for them in the future in terms of what they contribute to you, then you want to just really coach them and coax them into, again, being less fearful and opening up and sharing. You know, it's like, I actually want you to take over this area because I think it needs help. It needs your talents. It needs your areas of expertise. It needs your strengths. Please, I hope you've, by this point, used profiles to support your team and help them have greater self-awareness. You know, then you can refer to their StrengthsFinder profile, their Colby profile. Say, I need your talents in use at another part of the business, but I can't do that until other people are capable of doing what you're doing. So again, you need to kind of dangle that carrot. (laughs) You need to have some incentive over there for them to go, oh, there is something else. And also, you need to put a little bit of pressure and heat, too, to say, you know what, that kind of doesn't work. You know, we're growing. And in five or 10 years, I want everyone to have a more specialized or a greater use of their unique ability. We can't do that if you're refusing to grow your particular area. The other issue here that I find is that when people are so protective of their, you know, whatever there is that they're working on, their job, their role, they actually tend to be fairly close to innovation or improvements or things that would make it run faster, easier, cheaper, or better. So they end up sometimes with kind of bulky 
bloated processes that are time consuming. They're not open to feedback. They're not making it better. And that's kind of not cool. You know, that's how you're growing as an organization. So if they're so protective, it also means they're not wanting to give it out to anyone else. They're also not open to anyone else giving them feedback, constructive conversation about how they could do it better. So that means, again, you've got that dead spot. You've got that area, you know, especially if they've been doing it for more than a year or two. And given how fast technology is is changing, you've got a slightly outdated process. And the longer that they are immune to input, then I should, that's a good term. I like that, immune to input. The longer that happens, then the more backwards their process is going to be. And that means, you know, something's taking twice as long as it should or could. And then it takes four times longer because you know that there's a faster, easier, cheaper, better way to do it if you were to insert some technology or perhaps some other talent that is really good at a part that this person may not be. So again, there's just issues when people have that kind of protectionistic mindset. So you really want to sit down and do that. Anytime they do share, anytime they coach someone else or let someone else in, you want to heap them with praise. You really want to reinforce positive behavior. You know, you have to kind of like if it's a little spark, you have to you have to blow on it, give it some oxygen and praise and affirmations and just reinforcement is 100% the way to do that. So don't be how come you haven't done more yet? That's not going to help your cause. Really reinforcing the behavior you are looking for in a positive way. You know, have regular meetings. How's it going? Tell me the next part of the process that you've documented. Oh, great. Who have you shared it with? How did that conversation go? Coach them not to be super critical (laughs) of other people because obviously they have high standards. And so anyone else meeting their standards will probably take a while. And then pair them up with someone who actually is open and coachable to doing that particular thing. If you... Pair them up with someone who just wants to elbow that original person out of the way and say, let me take over. Again, well, process will probably not go well. So the bottom line here is that really what you want to be doing is set a culture, set a value in your company. If your company's growing, you're going to have new inputs and new challenges and new tools and systems and processes that need to be mastered all the time. I love how Cy Wakeman, who's a brilliant author of No Ego, and if you haven't had a chance to listen to my author interview with her yet, please do. She has this brilliant idea called business readiness. And it's part of how, you know, in her evaluation process for team members, she looks at how are they doing now in their job. But then that's only one part of the measure. That's really only half. And then the second part is what's their business readiness? Are they educating themselves? Are they getting better at their job? Are they fueling themselves for the future in terms of knowledge? knowledge, information, skills, habits, and that's half the score. And then you subtract any kind of emotional expensiveness to the tune of three times that. So say out of five, they're, you know, in terms of their drama factor, which is what I like calling it, if they're a two, you multiply that times three (laughs) because it's expensive when people do that. So if you look at, you know, maybe they're a five on how they're doing their job well, but they're a zero on business readiness in this particular case. And then because they're not willing to share, they're kind of expensive from a drama standpoint or emotional standpoint. They would actually end up being, you know, if they're two, then so five minus two times three is minus six. So they end up with a minus one score. Hmm. It's actually hard to get a high score with her evaluation system. Anyway, if that's sounding complicated, don't get too hung up on that. But her whole point is only half of someone's 
value score in terms of any kind of assessment on their role is based on how well are they preparing themselves for the future. And if someone is unwilling to do that, if they're not willing to get better, if they're not willing to receive input or learn new technologies or are so, again, protectionistic that they're not making anything better, that's expensive for your company. So really, really important here to coach people, have this as a value system about business readiness, that you're a growth-oriented company, people need to be growing personally if your company is going to grow professionally. They need to be building up their skills, both with your support and assistance, but also on their own motivation. So, you know, have little contests for people who read new books or start a book club in your company. Podcasts, have this be part of your regular quarterly evaluation process. Like, what new have you learned in the last 90 days? If you really reinforce as a cultural value learning and new things and also letting go. What have you let go of? Do you have a death grip on certain tasks? But if you say, hey, okay, if you actually reward letting go of something and that becomes part of what people are talking about and measured on, you will create a culture where people don't have, won't even have the mindset of needing to hang on to it to protect their role. They'll recognize that actually growing, learning, and letting go are part of being successful in your organization. And again, this can be a new thought, or this can be something that kind of pulls together some of the instincts that you've had already, but super important to actually have a culture of learning, growth, and that means people expanding into new areas, but also letting go of things. We all have a certain amount of capacity. If people fill up their capacity and then stop, they're stuck and you're going to be stuck as a result. So really important that you actually describe this process. You know, as someone who's created the strategic coach team programs, I've had to let go of coaching things that these are my babies. These are things that I created. So it was really challenging to let go of. But I did. And you know what? There's coaches, you know, Christy, Maureen, Nicole are brilliant. In fact, I would say they're better than I am in a lot of cases. For certain types of audiences, they are just genius. And I got rave reviews about them, which just makes me cheer. You know, if my ego was on the line, I'd be like, hmm, how come they're not saying that about me? But instead, I'm like, yay, they're rocking it. I'm so glad. And then that frees me up and challenges me, actually, to go and find new audiences and people for whom I'm better suited, which I have done, yay, in terms of working with team leaders and entrepreneurs and also, you know, with entrepreneurs and their teams together, my favorite thing. But again, if I wasn't willing to let go, I'd be doing the same thing I was doing 10 years ago. That is not creating additional value for myself, for coach, for coach clients, I don't get to do that. (laughs) And really, none of us do. The marketplace will not let us stay the same and stay stuck. It really is a leadership issue, idea, capability to be able to take on new things and to let go of old things. And I think that's a challenge for most people. All of us have our little things that we like to keep that are just ours. But the more that we can turn our intellectual property into intellectual capital, you know, our intellectual property is what we have figured out problems we've learned how to solve, situations we've learned how to handle, information that we've ingested and made use of, you know, that's our intellectual property. When it becomes intellectual capital, this is another great coaching point, that's when other people can make use of it. That's when we share it and make it useful for other people. So again, if you put the emphasis on not just people creating their own intellectual property, but then also sharing that and making an intellectual capital, 
And at one point, Dan and I were talking that Coach is kind of an intellectual capital company. We pump out a lot of intellectual capital. We don't just keep it for ourselves. So that's what you want to do on a micro individual level. It's also what you want to do on a leadership level and also obviously what you want to do on a company level. So this starts with the individual and goes all the way up to your entire organization. But if people aren't doing it, then your company can't do it, which is why it is so important to make sure that people shift that mindset of fear about if they share their knowledge, then that they're, you know, going to be out of a job to actually be something that that's something that is celebrated, it's acknowledged, it's rewarded, because then there's new, awesome, great knowledge to figure out over the next hill. And that's really what you want to encourage your team to do. So I hope this conversation has been useful, insightful. If you have any questions or comments on this, please let me know at questions at strategiccoach.com. Thank you so much for listening. Please feel free to share this if you think that'd be relevant for other folks. And as always, here's to your team success. The Team Success video series is a brand new online learning platform to give your team the tools to thrive in an entrepreneurial business. Whether you have five team members or 500, Shannon Waller provides expert strategies for confidence, harmony, and success. You're just one click away at teamsuccessvideoseries.com. Teamsuccessvideoseries.com.